Monday, May 28th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, today is Memorial Day. Yes, Tom, the origins of this holiday, of course, go back to what was uh, identified in our history books as kind of a term of compromise, the Civil War. And that's when it started, the commemoration of the American soldiers who had lost their lives in the Civil War. Eventually, what happened, Memorial Day became that occasion for us to remember any and all servicemen and women who have given their lives what is referred to by Abraham Lincoln as the last full measure. Many of us enjoy freedoms, but these freedoms are not free. They have cost the lives of many so that we can enjoy constitutional law, a bill of rights, living in a free country, freedom of press, free practice of religion, free assembly, all of those things, these wonderful freedoms that God has given us as unalienable rights affirmed in our Declaration and in our Constitution. Not only affirmed in our Declaration and encoded in our Constitution, but also elaborated in the Bill of Rights. So for those who have given their lives, we are grateful. But we also, at Memorial Day, think of the families who have lost loved ones. So Memorial Day, don't just treat it as a hallmark event or as, oh, this is our opportunity for a long weekend, let's go to the beach. Enjoy your vacations, and I understand that. But remember what this Memorial Day is for. Think of those families, and think of what needs to be said for them. At Briarwood, we will be having a time of prayer to remember those who have given their lives so that we can enjoy the free practice of religion and the other freedoms that we have. And I want to encourage others to do the same. Thank you so much for the many of you who exhibit such a thoughtful approach to patriotism. And this is one of those thoughtful approaches that, God willing, no matter where you are on the political spectrum, you and I can muster the ability to take these moments to not only remember those who died for us to enjoy our freedoms, but remember the families who no longer have access to that loved one and that we need to seek them out and encourage them in the challenges that they face. And probably a day like this is going to surface it emotionally in their life. I mean, so many times we feel like we got to come up with some great statement. Simply speak the truth in love to them. Thank you. I know you've had a great loss, and I know I have a great gain because of your loss. So I want you to know that I love you, and I am grateful for your loved one, and I want you to know that we will be praying for you and available to encourage you. Harry, I want to take you to a story that Christianity Today featured recently. It was a story concerning research that Pew Research had done. Pew Research found that evangelical mothers score high for balance and satisfaction in parenting. Yet here's the question they ask, why do they keep facing so much pressure? Based on the numbers, evangelical moms should be the happiest on the block, Christianity Today reported. During a cultural moment when American mothers, feeling the acute tension around balancing their roles and responsibilities, evangelicals report being particularly satisfied with the time they spend parenting. In Pew Research Center data broke down by faith group, more than three-quarters of white evangelical mothers say they spend just about the right amount of time with their children. Over half, that's more than moms or dads in any other religious group, 
say they actually have enough time to socialize and pursue their other hobbies. And yet moms in evangelical churches across America say they are struggling with mom guilt, burnout, and parenting pressures. Yeah, you know, I've read that report, and it's almost like a magazine looking to create something that didn't seem to be there. What I read from the survey was, well, we're satisfied. What we're feeling from the cultures, we're not supposed to be satisfied. The guilt is we should be out working and not just focusing on parenting. Are there moms who can properly prioritize their nurturing role in the life of their children, particularly at those crucial young ages where that child is so drawn to a mom? I mean, it's mom that they're drawn to for nourishment. It's mom they're drawn to for comfort. Dads are there and they can change the diaper and they can pick this up and do that and provide this and provide that. But there's no, I see it all the time, Tom. We have our covenantal baptism of believing parents, their covenant children. And would you like to know how many times when I take that baby, that baby starts screaming and we'll get through the baptism and then I hand the child back to the mother. And guess what happens? Silence. Silence. That's home base. They know exactly where they are. I remember our children and, um, and how Cindy was able to help our two daughters experience that. It didn't take long. And I love the fact of how when a child is born now, they immediately place the child, not in the hands of the dad, place the child right there with the mom, right from the very beginning. The guilt that I love that and I'm prioritizing that because the world is telling me I'm supposed to love something else and I'm supposed to diminish that. Well, I would just encourage you to keep doing it. And for all of you men who are ready to go out there and take a second job, you and your wife were both working and then you had a child. She says, you know, I really want to stay home and nurture the child and you go out and take on a second job or you cut back on your budget. That is a great thing to do. Because you, as a father, are able to do those things that allow your wife to do that which God gave her a great heart to do and God equipped her to do that you can't do, but what you can do is free her up to do that. Now, can a woman work outside the home? Absolutely. Do women go to work outside the home or bring work inside the home? And by the way, it's not, oh, Do you work or do you stay at home? Stay at home moms work. I can promise you that. My goodness, I can't imagine all that they do and what they make work and how they get it accomplished. And I love to see a home that's functioning on all eight cylinders that way. If you want to see a woman that clearly her children were not in those early nurturing years, but had grown up, you just go read that Proverbs 31 woman. My goodness alive, what a woman. I think she's got an S on her t-shirt. That's got to be superwoman. She's got a real estate business. She's got a manufacturing business. She's got employees that she takes care of. She sews for her children. She takes care of them. They're not only got clothes, they got clothes that look like regal clothes. They're clothed in purple. They've got belts. And by the way, she's not only got a business, she manages her employees. She makes these products and she sells them. She is considering land and buying it and planting vineyards. Wow, what a woman. Well, listen, that may be a composite woman to tell you the truth, but here's what I know. What God is teaching us in this is that her work outside the home, if you'll read it carefully, never is in competition with her call as a wife and a mother. It is an extension of and an enablement of and an enhancement of. 
because at the end of it, it says this, her husband is honored in the gates, not laughed at, but honored, and her children rise up, and they call her blessed, because they have felt the impact of this woman as she has worked in, around, and outside of that home, and has embrace the great call she has that only a woman can do, and that is have a child within the boundaries of marriage and nurture that child, that that child might grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and alongside of her husband, have children that are not the reason for their unity, but the result of their unity, and then their greatest joy is to prepare those children to leave them and cleave to someone for a lifetime partnership as men and women marry in and for the Lord. Harry, thank you for your thoughts for today. We'll do it again tomorrow on Tuesday. As we close out for today, there are a number of ways you can stay in touch with Today in Perspective. The best way is by downloading the Briarwood app. It is available through Google Play, the Windows Store, Amazon Apps, and the Apple App Store. Along with audio, video, and written resources, you'll have access to a number of different podcasts, including our five-minute daily devotional entitled Fresh Bread, five minutes each day in the Scriptures with Harry, a great way to start or finish out your day, a great addition to your personal quiet time. Again, go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. This app is yours at no cost. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Tuesday, as we continue with our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.